Welcome one, welcome all to episode 204 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, November 18th, 2023. I'm your host, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost, joined by my co-host, the intrepid Captain Logan. And in this episode, we discuss the continued deliberations around the Game Awards and controversy that comes with it. What's old is new as nostalgia drives the industry. Several games are riding the nostalgic wave to bring content to gamers. And we have several updates to Xbox first party titles along with Black Friday sales. As always, we hope you enjoy the show. Logan, we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better. But first, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's been... It's been a busy week, but it's been a fantastic week. Uh, we got the Game Awards nominations to go over, um, but I also got uh, a whole bunch of PC parts thanks to like Black Friday sales and stuff like that. So there you go. I'm I'm waiting for the CPU to get delivered on Tuesday, mm -hmm. and then I'm just short of video card. And once I have you know the CPU, I'm probably going to start throwing this thing together. So I'm stoked because I, I haven't I haven't had a new PC since 2017. Mm -hmm. And that was the the pre-built that I'm using right now. So I haven't built a PC mm -hmm. in decades. So this will be fun. That's cool, man. Congratulations yeah. on that. I know um, Rick was asking me about kind of which ones you picked up and stuff like that. So how how much money have you spent and how much money have you saved in building your new rig? Because this is a rig that's going to do content creation, gaming. It's going to do a lot for you. Yeah. Um. God, how much have I spent? That's... Uh, I know that I've spent well over a thousand dollars. I'm looking at it right now. Let's see. Uh, so the the cooler was 140. Uh, the motherboard was 300. The PCU uh, was 270. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the main the main storage I got was like over 200. I think the new storage that I got was a four terabyte was also around 200 mm -hmm. plus the fans and everything else. Let's see. The case was 150 fans. I think were like around 70 to 70 to 80. God, what else? CPUs like 700. Mm -hmm. And I still have the GPU, which I'm hunting down for. So I'm trying to keep that around like a grand mm -hmm. if possible for like a 4080. And what but, do you uh, you're going to be making content for keelhauled you're going to be capturing like this that's what this is all for right yeah this is this is effectively like trying not to have my cpu which is uh an old 2000 you know it's an, an it's an i7 before they had i9s mm -hmm. and it's from 2017 it is effectively the thing that is bottlenecking all of my work like mm -hmm. the 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 nvidia geforce 1080 i have actually still does pretty good because both of my monitors are 75 uh or 75 hertz at mm -hmm. 1080 and it like usually graphics aren't too bad it's realistically my cpu that is bottlenecking everything and i'm and i'm running sh i'm running up to like the 16 gigs of ram that i have so i've got 32 sitting over there i've got 
six terabytes of storage on MVME uh, storage flash. One of them is like a Gen 5, one of them is a Gen 4. I know I overpaid for the Gen 5, but I don't care. And then I've got a really nice AMD Ryzen uh, uh, CPU coming in that will hopefully take care of a lot of these issues. I know some of those words. And I'm pretty proud of myself. Like I'm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's, it, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad for you because I know it's, it's a lot to go over. I, and, and it's funny because the people that know what I'm talking about are, are going to be like, well, yeah, but I need more details. Like that, like saying you have a Ryzen seven, like or a Ryzen nine, like that's not going to tell me enough. Mm-hmm, like they want to know more about the, the Ryzen nine stuff. I, I believe you. I totally believe you. Like I'm like, I know when people ask me questions about stuff like that, I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, like it's got it's got buttons and like I, I turn it on and like it lights up and that's dope. And yeah. then others are like uh, the G force now of the D four graphics card. It inserts to the slot matrix of the flux capacitor. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All the RGBs. I got RGBs for days. There you go. There you go. Very cool, dude. Well, that's I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm, I'm genuinely excited for you because having been the recipient of Ainsley Bowden's kindness way earlier this year and getting my computer and seeing what a difference it does to just the stress level of creating content. Yeah. I'm excited for you because I was getting bottlenecked on my little laptop render mm-hmm. times and, and I was learning it all on the fly. I was, it, it's not fair to say self-taught, but it is fair to say like I was learning on the fly and not understanding stuff. Cause it's not my realm. So yeah. it, it was, it was a frustration. So I'm really glad you're getting what you need. <laughs> for sure. It has unsuccessfully, uh, or sorry, I should rephrase. It has stopped me from successfully bullying you into buying a game I want you to play. And yeah. that was very frustrating because I was trying to, to peer pressure you into it. And I want you to know, <laughs> Logan, I was trying to get him to buy Call of Duty, everybody, because um, he wouldn't buy Call of Duty on Xbox. He did end up getting it uh, on PlayStation, yeah. of all things. But the funny part was we had a big plan, Logan. <laughs> mm-hmm. As soon as you bought and downloaded Modern Warfare 3 to play with us, we were going to be like, let's jump into Fortnite. <laughs> we were so ready. <laughs> we had a plan ready to go. And then, Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah, but we, like, we had all like private chat. We're like, all right, if you can get him to do it, we're all gonna, he's going to be like, all right, let's go. And we're going to be like, well, we're on Fortnite. Or Halo's got Halo 3 update. We're going to do something like that. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you guys have a private chat outside of our private chat. We don't we don't have one standard like that, but it was like uh-huh. when you no, 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 it wasn't a private chat. It was you jumped off. You remember you got off last night? To oh, yeah, yeah. That was what we were going to do. We're like, all right, when he I gets some tikka masala, it was good. I don't know what that means. What's tikka masala? Oh, my gosh. I, I, I found out about that. It's it's Indian cuisine. It's really it's like a it's the most it's the most uh, like safe Indian cuisine you could get. Ah, so, I would die. If yeah no it is it's not spicy at all it's actually really 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 mellow but it's really tasty too that's cool nice man so, nice yeah i made well, some of that and then i came back on and and joseph hooked me up and i got to play everyone left and i but i still got to play we had been on for two and a half hours that's two nothing hours. two and a half hours that's nothing two and a half hours listen to that that's that's the person hosting this show. Two and a half hours of Call of Duty is too much. Uh, that, see, that's not fair. We all know I burn out. We all know <laughs> I burn out. I get real tired. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. So, well, I want to give uh, words of kindness to to DJ Hero and Ainsley Bowden. Now they've gotten shoutouts before on this show, but DJ Hero's merch has finally started rolling out to patrons. Yeah. I saw Study and his wife wearing the hat. Clint was telling me his stuff was coming the day of recording. 
Um, I'm really excited by that uh, because the merch was never like for me. I just like seeing them happy. You know what I mean? And getting something Mm -hmm. that they enjoy. So that's really cool. And if if you're interested, guys, there's a link in the description. Um, But it supports DJ Hero, who put it together like the it supports him uh and, and our people are getting to wear some cool stuff and do some holiday shopping with it so it's neat like cool card wallets and things it was it was fun so yeah and Ainsley Bowden, i love i'm sorry go ahead i love mine i still have mine like i keep because i keep mine like close by I've, mm-hmm. I've got mine like all the time nice that's really cool dude that's really cool i uh i have been uh i'm sorry i want to give my separate shout out which was to ainsley Bowden who is now traveling to work again and he sent me a screenshot he was listening to the show and he hasn't listened to the show in a while because he hasn't been traveling and like that's a reality of podcasts right when you make yeah. content and you're scared if you're not if you're working at home or whatnot and you're not able to you just don't get to like i don't get to hear as many people's podcasts since i live close to work it's just a reality you know yeah um but it, it did make my day that he he had listened to the episode and um it was cool so that's awesome there we go that's really cool that's nice yeah i I would have to shout out uh, PTK Blam, who had an accident last week and didn't what? get to even do. Uh, it was it was there there something going on with his hand. I didn't want to. I don't not my story to tell. Is um, he okay? You can't just leave with it. Is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Oh, God, I didn't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't shout him out and be like, "So everyone, I hope you guys can make he's it dead. to the funeral." <laughs> uh, you know, shout out to PTK Blam who invited me, and that was you know that was a, a nice thought before he died. No, oh, he's man. fine. Um, but uh yeah rationally nervous just now oh god (laughs) i'm sorry i didn't mean to trigger you um but he he, uh he reached out this week because i when when he had to cancel i was like no biggie don't worry about it it's it's not a big deal uh you know hopefully we'll get together in the future and Mm -hmm. i i left it at that not assuming anything Mm -hmm. uh and then he reached out like on thursday and he's like hey are we still good for this weekend i'm like oh Oh, do we get to, do I get to still come back on? I still get to go back on. So mm-hmm. I get to, I'm looking forward to today, much like I did last week, uh, getting to go over to the shop podcast and talk with them, uh, a lot about probably what we're going to be talking about this week. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, which is expected and good, I would say. Yeah. Good, Cause uh, there's, there's some interesting topics to oh, kind of yeah. go with all of this for sure. Um, I know I'm, I'm anxious to talk about like kind of the, whether or not certain games are snubs at the game awards and things like that, uh, what it actually means, the value of it. I also like the updates that are coming to a bunch of games, but um, I, before we t- read our patrons, um, I do want to give some housekeeping. I just put out an interview with the immortals of Avium director, Brett Robbins, who you might know from making dead space, the Lord of the Rings game that was really good on PS2 return of the King and call of duty. He's made all of those, and then he made Immortals of Avium, started his own studio, and obviously they had to they had to do layoffs of their their staff. They had not nearly the sales they were hoping to have, despite using Unreal Engine five. They just hit a bad window, and there was a lot of frustration there. He was willing to come on, have a chat with me about all the tough conversations. Uh, he talked about the Series S and the problems that brings. Uh, he talked about Game Pass possibilities, talked about PlayStation Plus possibilities. He talked all about the story and crafting the narrative. It was a genuinely great experience, and I hope people do check it out. It got written up on a few sites. I saw uh, PS Lifestyle and Pure Xbox picked it up, and Windows Central, I think, is doing something with it. But, like, it was cool. It was neat. Um, so it really meant a lot that he was willing to to join me and talk about some difficult topics, especially with all the layoffs in the industry. And so I, I want to point people to that. If you missed it, your algorithm didn't work with you, check it out, please, because it is – 
it is uh, to me very impressive that he was willing to join kind of kind of that that yeah. level of discussion yeah yeah it was a really good interview i was really bummed that i didn't get to make it i was working at the moment so unfortunately because of the the time difference between us i didn't get a chance to uh to jump in but genuinely a really interesting and and good perspective on like as a as a you know someone who used to make games mm-hmm. predominantly going into the whole leadership role of having your own studio and just his pedigree alone is is some of my favorite content in generations you know i i love the ps2 lord of the rings that was like one of my favorites growing up uh and in, in like at a GameStop and being able to play those um some of the best like movie tie-ins that you could get back in the day mm-hmm. and honestly like that interview is really really unique to to come from a situation where no one expected Baldur's Gate 3 to be as popular as it was mm-hmm. and to know like what your competition is going to be but then have something like Baldur's Gate come into the room and just dominate the 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 zeitgeist it's it's hard to to know like you're going into a launch week with that Mm-hmm. plus armored core plus starfield just after plus all the you know all the other little games that were coming up around the time plus some of the big hitters like final fantasy 16 spider-man 2 and stuff like that to still like have faith in your in your product speaks a lot of like the time and, and passion that they put into that game mm-hmm. and digital foundry just put out a really good video showcasing why immortals of avium is one of the best showcases for unreal 5 that doesn't come from unreal mm-hmm. and that's that speaks a lot to what people are able to do with this engine right now and gives me a lot of hope for companies like the coalition who are currently dabbling in it for the next gears project it'll be i'm they are equating this to a relaunch of that game yeah i'm really curious to see if it picks up because it's half off everywhere um, except Steam at the moment, but that's just the sales starting a little bit later. Steam, yeah, Steam has sales going on all the time, so I wouldn't be surprised if if you didn't get it right now, then you could probably get it later too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, in short, like the game, you and I championed that game, but I think we're, we're one of a very few group of people that played it. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. rated pr- pretty darn well by quite a few places. Um, and so I'm hopeful it gets kind of that second look that I think it deserves um we're not doing game award lists per se but i think we're going to definitely do some sort of call out to games that people have missed or people that you know lists that people should put their eye on and immortals baby is is genuinely a great experience for gamers and so i hope they are able to check it out yeah um, for sure i still think we should do like a game game of the year for the sevens yeah i I, yeah some sort of like hidden gems or in case you missed it awards or something like that um i would do some yeah I, i fully agree um because it's deserving of that i think a lot of games get overlooked and in this year how could they not right yeah especially this year big time big time uh well i think it's important that we read our patron shout outs because they make this show happen they keep the lights on the content coming they help us do things like purchase computers games for coverage they help us do zencaster and any other number of things that just come with running a podcast and we are appreciative of them uh i'm gonna tackle this one this week good sir all right we would like to give a shout out to our tier two and three patrons, Nicholas Johnson, Ellery Woodsparker the third, Nicholas Downey, Rob Frawley the second, Tao Zochi, Xbox Skittle, Steel Rain, 
Matto, 1606. Randall Thor, 19. Silkenet. Rick Gaffney. Hafrican, a.k.a. Charles Jones. Game Positive. Jam Pack Sam. Matt Valdez. Neo Prime, 33. Rick Davis. Red Beast. Xbox Mike, 29. The Lord Sir Master James Suddy. Brendan Myers, a.k.a. The Winter Gamer. Sony's VP of Marketing, Kevin Butler. Clint Coombs, DJ Hero, and Dano12. Thank you guys for supporting us over at patreon.com slash Xbox Expansion Pass. We appreciate you. And I'm looking forward to our next community episode at the end of the month. We had it. We put out our community episode for last month. That's now available for everybody over on YouTube. Um, and Rick, Ga- uh, sorry, <laughs> Butch joined us. Rick Davis joined us. Uh, and Clint Coombs. Clint Coombs joined us, man. Slur my words here. Uh, they joined us for a great community episode. That was an absolute blast. Um, the battlefield debates are going to be ongoing for sure. For oh sure. yeah, until uh, it dies, and then then they'll have to come over to Call of Duty. They'll have to. They'll have to. Yeah, I'll shut it down. Clint's already with us, by the way. I know. <laughs> it's yeah. the funny thing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, uh, Logan, I think the biggest topic will be game of the year uh conversations but i want to put that on hold and do some of the smaller stories first mainly because i think a lot of people are seeing some of these game of year conversations and i'd like to just kind of chat about some of the cooler stuff uh that has happened in the xbox community this past week uh starting with uh redfall redfall got its third update this week alongside a pretty heavily discounted black friday sale um this is game update three and it was, I think, Game Update 2 that did some massive changes to the game and really cleaned up the the UI for a lot. And, and not the UI, I'm sorry, the, the frame AI. rate and the, the AI. Thank you. Uh, the AI and just a lot of really good stuff happening in, in Update 2. And this is more kind of quality of life stuff uh, that's happening with Update 3. Uh, brought some new weapons in, cleaned up a lot of the experiences. And I was very impressed, Logan, with update two and how playable it made the game on console for even oh, naysayers yeah. right well, um, we got the 60 frames that's what we wanted mm-hmm. and it, exactly. it came and it's beautiful yeah very smooth very fun uh worth going back to for those that had an enjoyment of it game update three brings a lot of just kind of clean quality of life stuff and because it's heavily discounted because we're in game pass on the other side of uh a a big release window if you've kind of played the stuff that you had planned to play um i will still say there's something to this game and there's something here for it uh and by no means is it perfect but i think it's now worth your time to dive in if you were you, you were frustrated by the, the frame rate or ai experience it just wasn't something wasn't right for you um or you were just curious now's a good time to do it if you're game pass do game pass if it's very cheap on the black friday sale 75 percent off um, I would say give it a go at this point. I'm glad they're still updating it and working on it. I was worried. Well, we still got two characters, man. There's mm-hmm. still two two bite back edition characters that were due. So mm-hmm. I, I don't anticipate they're gonna stop this. I, I actually think that in the year's anniversary, we'll get the final drop for the two new characters and potentially an update like with a new zone and a new boss. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think we're going to get DLC for this because it it feels like the team that are working on this are still very passionate to be working on it six months after launch. And to see, you know, it on a steep, steep discount right now, I think it's like 75% off, mm-hmm. which I think is, uh, where did I write it down? 
it is 20 bucks if you just want to buy it mm-hmm. and that's like i mean at 20 bucks that's a great deal for for a game that's got you know what what started out as like a cyberpunk 2077 kind of conversation around like the playability of it and like mm-hmm. the the ai and stuff like that and the frame rate issues that they that they had the the updates that they've put to this have really kind of solidified this as a as a good good to great game like they've done a really good job of bringing up what the issues were i think there's still some issues that are are in there like being able to i would still love to be able to play offline uh mm-hmm. if possible and I would still love to have the the drop in drop out of multiplayer, mm-hmm. having people like want to jump in and having to go back out to the main menu and start up the game off of someone else's save or my save mm-hmm. is kind of a bummer. Um, but outside of that, I think that the I'm, in, I'm looking forward to the new update because uh, they just added a new sniper rifle that mm-hmm. the first bullet in the magazine is a UV bullet mm-hmm. that can petrify zombie or uh, uh vampires which is kind of mm-hmm. cool um it doesn't work if like you've just recently petrified them so like you know keep that in mind but i'm, I'm interested because i do love sniping from in this game i think that this the sniper feels really really good in this so i'm curious to check out the basculus when when i get a, a chance to jump in mm-hmm. but outside of that um a lot of the ai has still been tweaked they've improved a lot of the combat they've tried to make it feel like uh you know like it's it's more natural so like humans were never able to like crawl up onto things now they can actually like kind of pursue you and climb up onto things so Mm -hmm. no no more like hanging out on high rooftops and just sniping a bunch of the the cultists Mm -hmm. um they've also improved a lot of the kind of pathing that happens because there was some weird funky pathing uh, and they've just gone and done a, a a bunch of refinements not only to like the actual gameplay of it but also uh, to like the the UI so like the map there's a lot more uh, uh, kind of development around making sure like you can see your character you know you can search stuff a little bit easier things are a little more uh, uh, contrasted so that it's like it's not just kind of the same tone across the entire map so you're not quite sure like what's what mm-hmm. um, they've just done a really nice job kind of going in and now that they've got kind of like the big issues kind of behind them now they're going in we're starting to see a lot of these tweaks that they want to do so instead of like the priority zero or the priority one bugs those are all taken care of now 60 frames per second is knocked out now they can start moving to like the tier two and the tier three things where they can go in like okay now we can actually start to address some of the balance issues mm-hmm. no i agree and it'll be i gen i know we heard if i want to say it was pete hines a while before he he decided to leave but like they want redfall to keep living to yeah. keep going i'm very curious to see if that's actually the case uh if it does get to do just that you know that'll yeah. be fascinating to me like that'll be like will this game have a second life and i i'm curious i don't know I microsoft don't know. has done this before we've seen it with state of decay 2 we've seen this with sea of thieves sea of thieves had two years of of you know leash before they finally got like microtransactions to be able mm-hmm. to like justify putting more money into the game mm-hmm. and a lot of content came during those first two years we got all of the first like first year content which was amazing they they built that all up and then we got the anniversary edition which brought in all tall tales in the arena and stuff like that that's when um, i jumped in actually yeah so i mean like 
Redfall has an opportunity to have two years worth of leash to really kind of like build out all that stuff. And if they have, you know, like uh, new stories where they find like nests of people in different areas or, or, you know, new bosses that have come as a result of the killing, you know, the vacuum that was created by us killing all the other vampire gods, mm-hmm. totally, totally feasible in this world. And I think that the world is beautiful enough that I would, I wouldn't mind going to revisit it with new characters once like all the, the story and stuff like that has been worked out. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. And I just, I, I've got my eye on it. Let's just put it that way. Like, like a simple, like hope it gets there. I know I enjoy it. I get that I'm in the, the minority there and I respect that. Um, but I think there's something to this game that, that people will latch onto eventually. So we'll see. We'll see, but glad it's happening. Uh, let's see another small story. I thought uh, with all of the, Call of Duty hoopla in the past two weeks or so since its early release where you could just play the campaign of Modern Warfare 3. It got a four from IGN that brought a lot of attention. I was in dispute with that. I, I remain in dispute with just that that aspect of it, uh, whether or not the game's valuable or, or whatnot. Um, it brought a lot of questions that preluded the Xbox tax debates, tax debates about the game awards. But, you know, is Modern Warfare 3 good or bad? That kind of thing. A week after Modern Warfare 3's launch, uh, Modern Warfare 3 players across all modes are playing more hours in-game. Like the average users per hour is up over Modern Warfare 2 from last year. Uh, Modern Warfare 3 players are averaging more time playing the campaign compared to the campaign of last year. Also interesting. Um, And I think that's likely curiosity, if I had to guess. Um, Yeah. You know, if anything. Rust is the number one map made. I'm sorry, uh, map played right now and that's that that legendary 1v1 me bro map uh from the old modern warfare days uh terminal is the number one map played by hours which is another classic modern warfare map and in short activision is basically reporting that the game's doing quite well and who who would doubt that i don't know um but for any discussions about critical scores or whatnot players seem to be enjoying quite a bit of it i'm anxious for you to get a good experience in zombies because it's really fun yeah um, but it is, I guess I'm glad to see this because, you know, we jumped in, we got into it at the right time. We now, we have season one of Modern Warfare 3 coming up in a few weeks. Uh, Zombies is getting a new, uh, kind of some new tweaks as we on, as we head towards season one. There's a new Warzone map coming in. Call of Duty offers a lot of game, no matter who had, like whatever version you have, it got, you've got a lot of game at your fingertips and it's updating pretty quickly. Um, yeah. You know. I I think the discussion here is is always about like what people feel is deserved for this franchise. Like and and, and unfortunately, Call of Duty has been very successful with the Modern Warfare reboots. Like one and two are really good games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Modern Warfare three, understandably, had a shorter turnaround time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are talking about like how, you know, the the content is is recycled this is just them kind of using like warzone to kind of do their campaign like i've seen the i've seen the arguments for why this is not that great of a game and i don't disagree from their perspective but additionally i'm also factoring in like how much time did they have to turn around like the pokemon games are in a bad place right now yeah but that doesn't mean that there still aren't millions of people buying and enjoying these games mm-hmm. even though they are buggy ugly messes mm-hmm. like 
the Pokemon company is continuing. So until people start voting with their wallets, they they will continue to do stuff like this if if they're pushed to do it. Because th- this is very much a case of like, we need to get one more title out before the Activision Blizzard deal goes through so that we can pull in some money. Mm-hmm. This is like Codex, like last thing, in my opinion. Uh, I have no no basis for that. That's just my opinion. Um, but to see them say like, there's, there, there's still a lot of people playing this game. Mm-hmm. It just goes to show like price isn't everything that... Yes, this is $70. You are getting old maps. Mm-hmm. You are getting a campaign that's built off of the backbone of, of 2 and Warzone. Mm-hmm. You're getting a new zombies mode, which is effectively DMZ with no PvP and just all zombies mm-hmm. built around it, which is not too unlike what they had. But if you've been playing Modern Warfare 2, you've been getting a lot of content for free. And mm-hmm. I suspect that the same thing will happen with modern warfare three as well too so i I agree i i think it's it's tough to to be because like some folks are looking at this and being like oh well halo is bringing back all their halo 3 maps and they're just putting in halo infinite for free and they just released a brand new battle pass that's also for free yeah but halo infinite also had one of the the roughest launches for for continued game as a service content Mm -hmm. pass that they've seen so there's a little mea copa here that i think that folks need to keep in mind when it comes to this and if modern warfare has to go through that modern warfare they'll go through it it's fine i sincerely agree i get a kick out of the nostalgic kick that several games are using to drive their engagement right now halo infinite which is now on great terms uh with its community and player base and um if anybody yeah. caught cast co-op Ainsley Bowden correctly pointed out that, you know, Halo Infinite deserves a community nod. It's very surprising they're not in there because they have certainly turned their ship around. Maybe too little too late. That's not the argument, but their community communication and service has been incredible. They've got well over well over 20 maps, but the number I think is much higher than that. I just can't remember in this moment, but they've done so much content in the last year. Um, and right now they're doing a Halo three drive where like even Mountain Dew promotions are coming back and it's all yeah. nostalgia and people are loving it. I'm anxious for us to go back when the firefight update hits, like um, probably right around when you start getting into call of duty, Modern warfare three, we're going to jump to halo. Um, but, <laughs> but since I know you want me to buy it, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> I'm so excited for, for us going back to halo at some point, because that game's in a great place, but it's using nostalgia to drive it. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Halo. I mean, halo did it. Modern Warfare 3 is built on the nostalgia of the old Modern Warfare games. For goodness sakes, Fortnite just released an entire season, uh, albeit shorter, but based on its old map. Now, I don't have nostalgia for that, so I'm not there. But 45 million players concurrently showed up at the same time to check it out. And it's driving a, a ton of engagement. I don't think there is a problem with using nostalgia to drive engagement and give people something they enjoy. Um... I realize that becomes a very, a very niche style argument, especially when you get into game awards. Like a remake is built on nostalgia as well, but nostalgia is a powerful drug for users. And if it works, it works well, and people are engaging with it. It means they want it. Um, and I don't think anybody should be dying on a hill of nostalgia bad. You know, we need more creativity. It's like no, no, no. There's a ton of creativity out there. Gaming is big. Gaming is 
big. Um, so I don't have a problem with a lot of this nostalgia-driven content to some of these major players in games. Do you? I I will push back on this and say that I do think that there is there is a danger to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we start seeing publishers laying off large groups of studios and then blaming remakes, remasters, and nostalgia for their their players driven like desires and saying like okay well you know uh i'm trying to think i'm trying to find the actual article um this sounds like correlation not causation help me out there like it sounds like people are using that as an excuse that's not actually a thing i don't feel like that's a real reason to 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 blame anything like i don't understand how the two are related here um because no one's buying into new IP, so there's less incentive to uh, to push on that. And it, so, like, okay, for example, Amazon Games lays off 180 worker, uh, 180 workers, stating that people only really want the free games that they deliver. Um, 505 Games, parent company, which is uh, I believe Digital Bros. Um, the they they laid off 60 percent of its workforce says games gamers really only want sequels so that's what it's going to make uh according to uh let's see pc gamers article so like two articles just this week about uh, publishers who've basically said that remakes and free games nostalgia like that's all that's really fueling the industry right now so that's what they're going to focus on they're not going to focus on new ips Uh, I don't I don't think that's a fair thing to do. Like it's okay. a business. It's a business. You make what people want. Yeah. If you want to become popular, sometimes you take a risk and you get like like Fortnite launch was not what people wanted. They pivoted, they got lucky or they nailed it, whatever it is, success. The finals is a game coming out that looks like it's doing a lot of crazy stuff. I don't think anyone's going to play it. Um I yeah. just don't and maybe I'm wrong. Like, I think that's just par for the course of a, in a business. We, I'll point again to that Brett Robbins interview. Like, yeah, new IP is hard. You ch- but but he chose to make a new IP. It's what he wanted to make. He yeah. made something pretty darn cool, I think. But I but yeah, new IP is hard. But that is part of it. And blaming the gamers or consumers while you lay people off, not okay. Especially not from a place like Amazon or Epic or how many of these like embracers laying off. Yeah. So many people like you don't get to blame gamers for that. You can blame your business practices, your budgeting, how many of these execs are taking cuts. But I don't think you get to blame IP uh, or nostalgic IP or anything like that. I don't think that's a reality. People blamed multiplayer games or single player games at various points over the last five, six years. But like all these game of the year nominations are single player games. It wasn't previously. I think it was Overwatch that got the multiplayer yeah, Overwatch, I think, is the only one that's actually won a game award from Keeley's Game Awards that was multiplayer. Yeah, I just don't. Well, it, it takes two. And Elden Ring, Sekiro, I think, has some multiplayer. I don't know if you can invade. I but I don't think that's the same. It takes two is most definitely multiplayer, though. It's in yes. the name. Yes, I just don't think that's the same. I think it's, that's it's, apples and oranges. I don't feel like that's the multiplayer game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiplayer, but I don't, that's not a multiplayer game. 
I, I wanted to, I just wanted to like clarify technically the word multiplayer mm, okay. works, but we're, we're talking about like service games as, as like broad scoping, like massive teams going up against each other, mm-hmm. not like couch co-op or something like that. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah. I, I don't disagree that they shouldn't be blaming the gamers for that because it's where the market leads is wherever the market leads is what's going to drive the, the the industry to move in that direction so they don't get left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, it just sucks to see like the, the things that are getting praise are things that we already have just looking better in some cases. In, so, in other cases, they're getting completely remade. And I understand like that takes a lot of work and effort and should have some, you know, if, especially if they change it from the original, definitely, you know, a remake or a reimagining of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that has come out takes a lot of effort and thought that goes into that whereas a remaster is just kind of a, a scaling up process mm-hmm. and, a, and a compatibility process so mm-hmm. uh, there's a i can't think of, i think private divisions one of the big ones they they do a lot of the ports and stuff for like switch titles mm-hmm. so for, that's effectively like what they do they do a lot of porting but they do a lot of scaling work as well too mm-hmm. so it's just one of those things where i think nostalgia at its at its base is fine i love nostalgia um but at the same time it's dangerous because it's a dangerous drug to get addicted to if you start feeding too much into nostalgia then that's what dominates the market and next thing you know you've got the delorean in every game right and that's kind of what that's the concern that i think i have with Mm -hmm. it is where we get oversaturated with nostalgia to the point where nostalgia becomes the nostalgia Mm -hmm. And we're we're losing stuff like Immortals of Avium or Forspoken or new IPs that that people aren't giving a chance because it's too easy to pick up the comfort food that we already have. Right. Okay. I I I understand the argument. I'm just not fully on board. I think it's more nuanced, but I don't have a good like. It really is. It's tough you know? to dig into, and I and I know we're trying to like nitpick here on little things and, and call out specific examples and stuff like that. But I, I, I think that Capcom does the best at showcasing a balance where they come out with a Resident Evil remake for two. And mm-hmm. then they have like seven, which is a new one. And then they have three, which is a remake. And then they have uh, eight. And then they have four is a remake. And it's like they're still trying to build new games for mm-hmm. their like in you know they're still coming out with new content and new new uh, they're pushing the series forward while also trying to make sure that people are caught up with the past so the story helps kind of make sense in some cases but at least gives players what they want which is like kind of that that old nostalgia drip mm-hmm. feed going into their system uh, while playing the new stuff that they're that they're getting falling in love with as well too. And that's that's the delicate balance that I think a lot of these companies should probably pay attention to when it comes to mm-hmm. bringing back old IPs. I think that's fair. That may, I I'm on board with that one. I'm on board with that one. <laughs> um, any any other comments on kind of modern warfare or nostalgia or any of the kind of smaller stories that we've mentioned? No, I think we kind of, I think I kind of got what I wanted to say, especially with some of those games. It's it's kind of a bummer that Modern Warfare 3 isn't the celebrated thing that I think we were hoping it would be when 
leading up to it because of us jumping into two as mm-hmm. like for the Halloween update. Mm-hmm. But I think it always goes back to find the fun and being able to, you know, even if people are reviewing stuff poorly, like I think Modern Warfare 3 averages out to like a five for IGN, we are still having a lot of fun with it. And and the numbers still show that other people are having a lot, a lot of fun with it. Like lobbies are still full. Like you're still mm-hmm. jumping into games pretty darn quickly, regardless of mode. It is it is funny because it's just more Modern Warfare 2, which everybody loved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's the same thing. It's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Um. So it goes. So it goes. So uh, I think the next logical topic here has to be the Game Awards. Uh, we got the nominees announced. There is a substantial, or let me rephrase that. There is a noticeable lack of Xbox IP in the majority of categories. And I think a lot of people are reacting to that in such a way that perhaps lacks a bit of nuance. I I mean, I put in the thumbnail Game Awards snubs uh, because I think that's the conversation. I think the debate is, is it a snub? Is it not? Is Starfield supposed to be in there? Is Forza Motorsport getting its recognition? Hi-Fi Rush, where does that stand? I looked at the list of Game Award nominees and I didn't see a single bad game or game that I thought didn't belong on there. And so for those for for those who haven't seen the list, what is the list? So the list of and this is the the game of the year from Jeff Keeley. Okay, Jeff Keeley's yeah. nominations. Uh, the game of the year nominees are Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Spider Man Two, Resident Evil Four, Super Mario Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. And when I look at that list, Logan, I don't see a single bad game. I have played uh, three of them. I have interest in playing two more of them uh, and rock on, right? I don't see a single game like Stray to me was a substantial outlier. It did not seem to belong in the list, at least from the outside looking in Uh, for any goodness that it had. It didn't feel right. But I don't look at this and feel like, oh, one of these doesn't belong in a game of the year list, particularly in such a stacked year. Um, so between the lack of Xbox representation and the Hogwarts legacy controversies, cause it was very much not nominated in the game of the year awards for Keeley's yeah. that those two things I think stood out as talking points for a lot of people. And in those talking points lacked quite a bit of nuance, at least in my mind, um, for what should be happening. Right. At least that yeah. is, that is my take. What was your take when you saw the list? I definitely felt like there were some titles that deserved some love. Uh, and and, and it, still, it still to this day kind of boggles my mind that in a year where we have this many Game of the Year nominations, why does it have to come down to six? Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that's just because people will be forced to like kind of narrow it down even further. Like if you had to pick one of six, that's easier than one of 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and the votes have to be, you know, something that sways to that. But it, it was kind of a bummer to see that there weren't any Xbox titles in there, um, especially given the number of first party content that came out this year from Xbox mm-hmm. uh, and and some of it being really, really good. You know, I'm not I'm, I'm not knocking Minecraft Legends, but I can see why, like a lot of folks probably didn't jump into Minecraft Legends. Sure, um, I can see why a lot of people didn't jump into Redfall, but 
Starfield is a really good game. It is the best Bethesda game that 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 studio has put out. It is it is really really good. It's not like a, a masterpiece by any means. There's definitely issues that I had with it, but overall, I would say I dumped a heck of a lot of time. I I can't pull it up right now, but I I dumped a heck of a lot of time into that mm-hmm. and fully completed it. Really enjoyed it. And the only reason I dropped it was because of Cyberpunk. Um, mm-hmm. I probably would have still been playing that up until Assassin's Creed, if not for Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. But to see that in there uh, over something like Super Mario Wonder, which, albeit is a a solid game mm-hmm. and in a very well pub, you know done game, mm-hmm. it doesn't do anything that interesting. Like it's it's kind of just the normal two D Mario that I see, just with instead of like a cat suit, it's an elephant this Mm -hmm. time and i don't really see it really doing anything so for me like game of the year nominations i wanted to do something where it is pushing the industry forward like Mm -hmm. overwatch changed shooters and 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 put action shooters on the market Mm -hmm. uh you know the witcher 3 wild hunt changed what action rpgs did Agree. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild changed what open world narratives and traversal could do. Mm-hmm. God, God of War, of War. Ch- changed yep. how to tell a story with no cuts, with like without cutting between things. Like it was just, it was constantly telling you the story. You never, you never, never cut away from it. Sekiro uh, changed like what a FromSoft game could look like in a world that no one expected it. The Last of Us Part Two was an amazing piece of narrative that I still haven't played. Mm-hmm. It takes two changed what I think couch co-op could mean, and really introduced some some design elements that you don't typically get to see with the caliber that was brought to it. Elden Ring took what Sekiro and, and Breath of the Wild did and expanded upon that and opened it up to a. a a world of, of gamers who would never have touched a FromSoft game because of those RPG elements. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, the list that we have going into this, Resident Evil 4, while a really good remake and does something different and well executed, did not change anything to push the industry forward. Maybe for for what remakes could do, but I think that Final Fantasy VII Remake already had done that and did not get an award for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Super Mario Wonder did not really push the needle in my mind. So those are two where I think like, those are something that I think other games probably could have been put in there that had, mm-hmm. m- you know, maybe like pushed the needle forward. Things like Hogwarts Legacy not getting put into the nominations i think is a real bummer because the music in that is amazing the world building is that it's a solid game it is a really really solid game and while you may not like myself support jk rowling it's hard to ignore the people that put the work into that after playing it hmm. but overall i i still think that this is a really good list but i've only ever played i have i've only played one of the games I, I, so there are a couple pinpoints as you were talking about, like, I don't feel like any game in here, let me rephrase that. I think only two games in here do something on the level of God of War or The Witcher, right? That really change something. I only think two of those games do it. Um, And those, those are Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. 
Spider-Man 2 is the realization of the vision they had with the first Spider-Man that was refined and improved upon with Miles Morales. And I feel like Spider-Man 2 is just the pinnacle of superhero games uh, yeah. right now and is fantastic. Um, Super Mario Wonder looks like more Mario, which is not a bad thing, right? Like we just talked about nostalgia. Cool. Like I'm, I'm in favor of that. I support that. My wife loves Mario Wonder. Um, Legend of Zelda looks to me like more Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild with an added element of, of build craft and yeah. cool. I don't think that's a bad thing either, but only Alan Wake two and Baldur's gate three change the game as it were um, in a way that say uh, breath of the wild did it. At it's time. God of the war did it. At it's time. Uh, the witcher did at it its time. I just overwatch did it. At it's time. So I think yeah. that's kind of the, the difference. I'll, I don't think, I don't think anything other than Alan Wake or Baldur's Gate could get the nod this year for that particular thing. Um, I do want to comment on Hogwarts real quick. Yeah. Uh, whether it's game of the year or action game or adventure game, whatnot, I do think that Hogwarts is deserving of more looks and it felt like they were avoiding the J.K. Rowling controversy as a reason to not put it in there because the game is beautiful. The game plays exceptionally well. Uh, if you are a Harry Potter fan, you get to live in that world in an almost identical way to how Jedi Survivor lets you live in the world of Star Wars in the best way. Jedi Fallen Order lets you play in that Star Wars universe in a way that you never had before. So it felt like they were just avoiding avoiding uh, a problem. And I think that's really silly and embarrassing. Um, and if you are dying on a hill that Hogwarts legacy shouldn't be included because J.K. Rowling's bad, then you lack nuance uh, and vision towards the greater issues. If you're saying that on a device that's been uh, crafted by a major corporation from your iPhone, from your Samsung, from anything else, then you're just choosing what to be outraged about, but you're okay with child labor crafting your Gorilla Glass or your electronics or your whatever. Like, it's a strange argument to say and the amount of people that crafted Hogwarts Legacy, that put effort and time into this, that took a world that was created by somebody um, who has now revealed themselves to be not admirable, they took that world and made it their own. And the Wizarding World does not belong to J.K. Rowling. It belongs to everyone who has lived in that world for fun and enjoyment and passion. And so I think you're really doing yourself a disservice if you're avoiding that game to, in order to be outraged. If you're avoiding the game on principle, rock on, do you. But if you're choosing to be outraged because you want to be outraged, then you need to get a life and you're a jerk. Simple as that. Yeah. I, I, especially given that this is like, it sold 12 million copies in the first two weeks. Mm -hmm. That's like God of war level. That's like Spider-Man two level of, of like sales. Like that is a PS exclusive first party, triple a over the shoulder action adventure game mm -hmm. level of quality that, you is getting ignored at this point and it and it kills me because i i mean i love the hogwarts world so i'm biased in this and it sucks because the creator has shown them their their true colors but history is 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 built off the backs of people who have abused other people and and denied other people rights so you know all you can do is really like look forward and champion the 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 people that are in you know who are being oppressed in in situations like this and it sucks. And, and the best way to do that is, you know, support where you can and make choices where you can. And it it's a real bummer. But I think if this was one of those, like, we want to remain politically safe. And 
because of that we're not going to we're not going to put hogwarts legacy in the narrative for for nominations because we don't want to draw attention to it mm-hmm. that sucks because it does suck it, 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 it the people that labored over that deserve the accolades for the quality of game that we got that no one except for a small portion of people saw that and thought oh that's going to be a great game it's kind of yeah. like how we feel about avatar right now like i think a, lo- a lot of us in in our community think avatar is going to be great i don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people are really looking to avatar is going to be a great game but i think a lot of people are going to be surprised by how good that game is going to be yep and i'll eat crow on that one i don't think you need to i'm interested in avatar for for the same reasons and a lot of people in our community are as well um and that speaks to another another aspect i think we wax poetic about our community pretty much week in and week out but finding people that enjoy games for the sake of enjoying games and are not angry for the sake of being angry is really important to your mental health and to your enjoyment of video games in general particularly given the direction that our social platforms have gone I find yeah. a lot of joy in using threads. I don't get a lot of engagement and whatnot, but I find a lot of joy in threads because it's not nearly as toxic or or vitriolic and it doesn't reward controversy, whereas yeah. YouTube and Twitter X do reward controversy. Um, and it's definitely changed the, the engagement of this show, but I'm much happier not being angry about everything. I can't, yeah. I don't have it in me to be angry about everything. Hogwarts is a great game. Um, I didn't, it's not the game that I wanted because I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but in just five to 10 hours of that game, this game was a love letter to Harry Potter fans. And there were several moments where they spotlighted equality, creativity, and multiple uh, communities that had been condemned by Rowling. And I thought that was beautiful. And I hope that people do go play Hogwarts Legacy, just as I hope in a very different way, they go play a lot of these games that might have been overlooked for their release dates or for timing or whatnot. It's important to support creators that, uh, uh, not creators like content creators, but like people that create games and execute visions. It's it's rewarding. I yeah. Think. And Game Awards, I, I, I think, missed the mark here. I think it's it's fair to say that we tend to champion a lot of the underdogs here mm-hmm. and and I think rightly so because there's enough there's enough content creation being done about the about the big triumphs of the of the the year and so often so much falls through the cracks like nobody's talking about Armored Core that was a solid game it's it's a shame that that game is not getting any kind of conversation right now mm-hmm. um Sea of Stars same thing amazing game they got a lot of people really love it. little categories, but no one is talking about them. Right? Yeah, no one's talking about it because the big thing is to talk about like what the what the game award game of the years things are. So apologies to any of the things that you personally listener are in, in love with. If we don't talk about those, it's not because we don't we don't want to. It's because th- there's only so much amount of time that we really want to put into a show for this kind of stuff, which kind of makes me want to push into the suicide squad conversation if we have time yeah yeah we do i, I want to make one final point um for game awards if you don't mind and that is that several xbox games are in the running hi-fi rush is in there for a couple different categories boards of motorsport is in for a couple categories um particularly being accessibility which was really cool i do i i know that we are going to talk about our favorite games of the year later on this year like what we think the game of the year was later on i need more time to to play in more stuff and i'm happy to change my mind as we go on right but um 
I I was glad to see that accessibility was something Xbox was well represented in. Um, yeah. And I I will say on Game of the Year in Starfield very quickly, uh, that is probably my Game of the Year at the moment, and I am totally okay with it not being in this list. The game has a lot of flaws. Um, that I think that you know, Spider-Man 2 is a more refined experience. Even Mario uh, Wonder and Resident Evil are more refined experiences. And I think there's time in a different on a different day, whether or not remakes and remasters belong in these type of discussions. Uh, but for now, Logan, it's not like Resident Evil four is a bad game, right? Like that's, yeah. that's, I get the discussion point. Um, and I think there is a level of, of remake ability that you have to have to be considered, but like Resident Evil four is not bad at all. It's pretty darn great. I loved that game and I encourage everybody to go play it. Um, but if your game wasn't nominated, Take the time to go thank those devs. Go talk to them. I was in a unique position where I got to tell Brett Robbins that I really appreciated his work. I get to do that a lot with interviews. Um, but reach out to them. It means a lot. When I, here's a little inside baseball. When I DM Harvey Smith, who makes Redfall, I'm just thanking him for making a game that I enjoy. That means a lot to developers. That means a lot to developers. So yeah. do that. Do that if you want to champion a game. Just don't do it on a daily basis. No, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do you have an experience? Is this an experience? Like, where did no. that come from? <laughs> I'm just saying, just like be careful. Yeah, Logan has a restraining order. No, um, I don't. Nope, it's fine, buddy. He's just not allowed on the Blizzard campus for another six months. Yes, I am. <laughs> they can't deny me. Um, <laughs> I know how to get in the back. There's two campuses. People don't know that. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I got to go to Insomniac. I trespassed on their lawn. <laughs> I got that picture. Oh, man. I'm, so, I'm happy to say that I have been in the, the main campus as well as the uh, adjoining buildings, but I've also been to the secondary campus uh, and had lunch uh, at one of the restaurants that's like next door to it. And the food mm -hmm. there is fantastic. And they, they absolutely love and adore all of the Blizzard people because it brings them so much business, but their food is actually really good. Mm -hmm. So shout out to the the random restaurant that's next to the campus because their food is just amazing and you get to run into people uh who are like the the game directors for overwatch and be able to tap them on the shoulder and be like hey i love your game thanks and he's like oh cool who's your main and i'm like mercy he's like oh i am sorry because mercy had just gotten like a bunch of recent nerfs and stuff <laughs> and i was like nah it's cool dude she's she was pretty overpowered it's i understand yeah uh, i still love her though did I say, did I share on this show what happened when we went to Insomniac? Did I talk about like when we went to go eat across from the, the way? No, I don't think. Oh, I think we talked about it when we were gaming, but I don't think that we talked about it on the show. Okay, very brief, very brief uh, sidebar here. Joe Joseph Moran was in town, pretty darn cool. We went to a, a, a like a local burger place, like not a chain restaurant um, that is across from Insomniac because we wanted to show Joe where Insomniac was, right? Um, and we, we brief, we kind of trespassed into the lobby to take a picture next to an insomniac sign. Um, but like we didn't go into insomniac or anything like that. Um, I'm okay with it. Uh, but it, we went to this, this local place and when we went in, uh, my awkward self, I was the third of three to order. And when I went up there and it was ordering my like burger or whatever it was, um, I was like, hey, do people from Insomniac walk over a lot? And this girl had no idea what I meant. She goes, Insomnia Games? What's that? I was like, they make Spider-Man? And she's like, oh, that's really cool. That's neat. I don't know. Um, and then she started like flirting with me, which I was extremely like, I, I just kind of like 
was very confused by. I dropped mm-hmm. like four things. I knocked something off the counter in this. I was like, oh, uh, and like she's like, well, if you come back, I'll be here. And like I knocked over like some salt or something. It was so weird. But it all started for me trying to talk to this hostess person i was like do people from insomniac come here and she was like trying to like give me flirty eyes and give me her number and i was just like no i'm worried about the people that make spider-man are they here <laughs> like is brian intahar in the room um it was just this funny dumb thing but it was a it was a a moment where i was like oof i don't have game anymore <laughs> i just like knocked <laughs> over all this stuff and i was like um can i have mustard thank you <laughs> it was so funny Maybe it's I didn't great. tell that story well, but it was funny. It was funny. I love so. being at the age where I don't care at all about having game. Oh, yeah. I did not care. I wanted to know if the insomniac people walked in. Yeah. You know, was, that's <laughs> what I cared about. <laughs> I don't care if you're here. I want to know if someone from insomniac's here. That's right. It's, like, it's a pretty little thing. I'll be here. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that's cool. Let me know if you who are here see this person from <laughs> yep. that studio. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, All right, man. Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. This is interesting because obviously the game was announced and showcased over a year ago at this point. Uh, The game did not get get well received. A lot of downvotes on YouTube. People very upset as it should. Uh, Very frustrated by what Rocksteady is bringing to the table. Uh, Context for any listener who happens to be new to the show or is unfamiliar. The Arkham series are my favorite quadrilogy of games i love the the arkham universe the three from rocksteady are incredible i also appreciate the one out of wb montreal i love batman uh and i was very disappointed to see that they were making a live service game based on the villains uh and a lot of people did get really upset with it it's got twenty one thousand dislikes eleven thousand likes it seems very clearly that the community is not happy with what this game is. Uh, it's very reminiscent of Avengers. You're playing as the Suicide Squad, shooting a lot of glowy things, going around battling Brainiac's robots, which is you bet you battled, you know, robots in Avengers. Uh, really, really disappointed with this in a lot of ways. Even with the the new trailer, the 20 minute deep dive, which I'm putting into the, the YouTube version and hoping I don't get flagged for it, because so it is a public one. Um, but I'm putting it in here. We'll see. I'm very curious to see if this gets well received when the game comes out because Logan, they said also they said some great stuff. They showcased some really good story that you would expect from Rocksteady. The graphics look amazing. They have a metropolis that is over twice the size of what Gotham was in Arkham Knight, which is no small feat. Um, but I felt like that was a slap in the face to somebody who they're like, "Hey, we just made a perfect metropolis." you don't get to play as Superman, but you can play as King Shark in a Superman outfit. Um, So I was really (laughs) disappointed with what this game is. I know I'm going to play it. I'll probably play it a lot because I like Gotham Knights and I like DC and I liked Avengers, but this is just next gen Avengers. And I'm really sad that this isn't a single player game. This isn't a superhero game. And um, I think my heart's a little broken with DC lately. I, I mean, it's been hard to to be a DC fan, both in the film realm and in the game realm, uh, probably in the last 10 years. This yeah. was interesting to me because uh, folks that know, like from the beginning of this year, I knew this game was getting delayed. I knew this game was coming in way too hot. And I told you and I told everyone, this game's getting booted to 2024. 
Yep. I, I don't care what anyone says. And we got a release date, February 2nd, 2024. It's coming to all the consoles um, as well as PC. And the, the interesting thing to, to this was, and I had this discussion in, in the XCP Discord, was that traversal is such a core mechanic for this game that it kind of belies the nature of the the people that you're playing to the point where this first episode had to be a deep dive for a justification of the traversal. And and what I mean by that is like, you're going to be hopping from rooftop to rooftop. You're going to be climbing buildings. You're going to be swinging from uh, the, the, I don't even know what this thing is. It's like a bat wing, but it's, it's like, yeah, they they sold justice league tech to give them traversal. Yeah, they effectively they they were in the Justice League uh, Hall of Heroes and they stole stuff from like the display cases. Which who has that on display cases for for with people fuel walking? Yeah, with, working. Yeah, working things that they just like have on just like a you know break glass in case of an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're you know playing around with this. There's a like a ten minute narrative of them figuring out how to how to traverse a world and that to me kind of it's concerning because if that is the core mechanic and that is the thing that they want to dive into and that is the majority of their quote-unquote story and gameplay video Mm -hmm. i'm I'm worried because i already get like it's it's brainiac he's controlling the justice league and you have to go try and kill the justice league like it's in the title it's it's like it that it is it's about as surface level as i think you could possibly get with a narrative i don't know how much how much more depth there is to this that's the part that i will be interested in finding with this game because mm-hmm. that's the part that i think i will be the most engaged with uh but also i think they've done a really good job with the actual traversal like i'm I'm not gonna lie here like after looking at, at this video compared uh-huh. to playing gotham knights right now mm-hmm. i think the traversal in this feels mm-hmm. more fluid and looks more interesting to me and i like that it's it's unique it's kind of like playing um uh the most recent mickey mouse game that came out on switch it's a 2d platformer metroidvania with no with no attacks Mm -hmm. Uh, but each of the characters has traversal that is it's the same thing but it's each person has their own individual way of doing it and i think they've done a good job of of recognizing that it can't just be oh everybody has a double jump everybody gets like a swinging batarang thing like that's i like that mm-hmm. because i think that's what's going to feel unique about these characters in in a world where these characters are very unique like i love captain boomerang i love harley quinn i am a little concerned that <sighs> tara strong is playing harley quinn and i haven't heard one pudding from her because mm-hmm. it's very important to me yeah um sure. but i do like the premise of this uh, of fighting the justice league i don't think i need brainiac to make the villain or to make the heroes villains i think you just have the villains be villains mm-hmm. instead of them you know like why would why would the justice league be destroying all of uh all of all of uh, metropolis it's like well they don't have to like brainiac mm-hmm. could be invading and the justice league could be going trying to stop brainiac and you're just trying to stop the the heroes or or do what you want to do yeah yeah, because your villains are like go go play gta in metropolis like i think that that is enough for me and having the brainiac layer on top of the kill the justice league thing 
it's it feels unnecessary and shoehorned and and i'm and i want to be proven wrong on that i really do because i think that superheroes who are locked to their moral centers mm-hmm. can be boring i think that's why superman tends to be the most boring it's why captain america tends to be the most boring because mm-hmm. they are the most uh like a, a like positive law enforcement i can't think of like like what the D D. well they're, they're meant to be uncorruptible and that's why yes. and they had to do civil war for marvel that's why they had to bring in dark side and the nightmare element for superman they've yeah. got to give them moral quandary because they're meant to be such upstanding characters that's yeah part of it yeah and i think i i, I think the so. brainiac aspect brings that interesting element to to put them without moral uh, uh to, to morally corrupt them when we normally wouldn't see. So that's what I'm I'm curious to to venture into with this. I think I'm so brokenhearted because Rocksteady clearly knows how to make good games. This game is going to be I, I it looks like it's going to be very playable. Traversal is going to be really cool, but this is not what I want it to be. And maybe I'm just again, I'm going to play it. I'm not a, aloof to that reality like because I will. I, I played a ton of Gotham, Gotham Knights. I got that 1K. I'm going to go back in and do Showdown with Ellery at some point um, in Heroic Assault. But I would. I see that Superman and that double the Gotham Knights size world. Let me fly around as Superman or as Green Lantern. Let me run around as Flash. Let me do that traversal with Batman. Let me see what Wonder Woman's whip looks like if I'm using that to traverse. There are just so many options that it could be. And like, shoot, Logan, I would be okay. Call it DLC or whatever. If we have this game and then there is a Superman game built in the exact same world. Okay, don't care. But this is clearly not what people want. Continuously um, downvoted all around. I don't think this is a case of console war style downvoting or anything else. I think this is a community saying, hey, nobody wants Rocksteady making an avengers 2 like we want them to be making more single player games look at the game of the year nominees they are single player games people yeah. want single player experiences everyone's chasing that games of service live service and wb came out last week i don't think we talked about it last week and they're like we're trying to make more games as a service games and it's like yo bro clearly with gotham knights people told you they didn't want that and you started to pivot, didn't have enough time to fully get away from it because there's clearly mobile game elements in that and games of service elements that are just too mobile much. Mobile games? Yeah, there's a mobile game element in in Gotham Knights that was clearly there at one point and stripped oh, out. Interesting. Like, like okay. you can just see it in its core design. Um, but the continuous, the continuous negligence by WB, by David Zaslav, uh, by DC Comics to what their audiences are saying is why you get the Batman from Matt Reeves next to wonder woman 1984 why you get the snyder cut which is the best reviewed dc film next to shazam or aquaman like it's why you get these that's why you look at the flash which had everything designed for it to be what people wanted and then they spit in everyone's face including the 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 good parts of it and so it's very frustrating because this feels like more tone deafness i i agree but i also disagree um because like <laughs> i know stop making fun of me uh get bullied all the time no i it, it look everyone says that they want single player games every every single player game gets nominated for the game of the awards you know what says contrary to that all the people buying microtransactions in games as a service 
That's fair. Because That's fair. I, and, and I can't remember how soon it was, but there was um, a, a video that uh, in funny enough, a conversation that I had with a buddy of mine where one of the developers for Starcraft two was like talking about games as a service and microtransactions. Mm-hmm. And he said that he spent, I think it was like three or five years working on Starcraft two. And uh, yeah, he told me this. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and the, the moral of the story is, is that the, the first pony that they released in world of Warcraft, that was a microtransaction sold more than all of Starcraft two had ever made mm-hmm. one pony. It was a microtransaction. So the market speaks, people buy microtransactions. We buy microtransactions constantly. Mm -hmm. And then we constantly complain about how they aren't just making single player games. It's like, well, we, we are the problem. (laughs) We are the ones that are are giving them the money for the thing that is not the thing that, that we should be giving them money for, which is the single player games, the, the, the morals of aviums, they're the, the new IP out there. And I, and I know I'm getting on my, on my soapbox, so I'll stop, but. No, you're fine. You're it's, not offending me. There no, is a reality no, I, to what you're saying. But I recognize like when I start to start to go on to my old, my old, uh, uh, you know, preaching uh, kicks here. But I think Suicide Squad will do really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I'm curious, like what those microtransactions are going to be for the games as a service, especially if they continue the story on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the thing that I think I want the most out of these games as a service is a continued uh press into the story like if you're going to if you're going to make a game as a service don't just give me cosmetics and new random missions that are fodder give me like story elements to it like expand upon the lore do something interesting add new new villains to it things like that i don't want to just like have a reason to go buy a new skin because there's a new mission coming out like that's boring to me it was a sh- it, what you were saying is true about about single single player versus multiplayer microtransactions but there is room for both and i don't think suicide squad is going to do well after its initial launch i don't expect it to do well after a certain amount of time Mm. uh where gotham knights i think went astray was not bringing batman as a playable character um because he's in the game as a playable character in the dem in the tutorials and stuff had they done that, they would have got a huge influx to people to check out Heroic Assault Mode and Showdowns, which are a whole DLC with new achievements and stuff. There yeah. are there are ways to serve your community while still executing a vision. Um, and like so panicked is the DC community that the Wonder Woman game that is in development, yeah. uh, there were job listings that suggested it was a games as service. And people were like, what? And DC had to come out and be like, no, um, it's still single player. Um, it's still single player. And it's like, all right, now. I'm gonna apply. I'm gonna buy that too because I love DC. But I, I don't know. I I don't. I don't see them treating their community with respect. That's just I think the long and the short of it. So. I think they're. I think they're feeding the community exactly what their numbers show them. I don't game game Gotham Knights disappointed. Gotham Knights disappointed, but I think that has has a lot to do with like. I agree with what you're saying. The community wants more Batman and they they're saying that player. Well, single single player. Yeah. Mm, I see where you're going with this. Okay. I'll, I'll contest. Well, you want to, I'm sorry. You mean like you want to keep debating it? I'll, con- I'll concede. Sorry. Not contest. Oh, I was, I was like, <laughs> I'll concede. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, this is a good topic for another time for sure. Right. Yeah. Like, and I want more people to weigh in because 
I know I'm going to be checking out the game regardless. I have a vested interest in DC. I emailed their PR and said, I want to cover this game. And I plan on covering it regardless, just as I did with Gotham Knights. Um, but I I think there is a sincere pushback. And I'm just curious to see what people think. And so please weigh in in comments or Discord or something. Let us know because I'm curious if we are off the mark, if we are niche interest levels or or, or what, because... I don't see Suicide Squad living past its first battle pass. We'll see. I have a, I have a one final question that I want sure. to throw to you. Um, do you think at some point the Suicide Squad was going to be a Justice League game? And that's why we're seeing like Shark with a Superman costume and Boomerang who can run really fast because of the gauntlet uh, as Flash and Harley Quinn would have been Wonder Woman. Like, do you see this at one point being a justice league game against brainiac and they didn't think that that was interesting enough or unique enough that's a really good theory um i don't think that given the interest of suicide squad from dc dc really wanted suicide squad to be a thing then they saw david ayer's version and they destroyed it um so we got that that really mishmash movie with a bad version of uh, with a really misrepresented version of Jared Leto's Joker and the characters, it was not what Ayer had made. And then we saw uh, them try to be used in other ways. We saw a Harley Quinn movie that tried to be successful, whether you liked it or not, it wasn't what it was supposed to be. So they made Joker with Fe Joaquin Phoenix, and that was kind of its own weird thing. And then uh, they they allowed James Gunn to tackle Suicide Squad, and then they made Peacemaker and like. They're, DC has a vested interest in getting away from their heroes because they are struggling to write their heroes. The exception of Batman, they are struggling to get their heroes right. And so I think that's what's actually happening. And they were like, how can we bring in different gameplay elements? Well, the Justice League have all different gameplay elements. Hence the gauntlet on Boomerang, you know, hence the jetpack on uh, Deadshot, he you know, hence the grapple gun with harley quinn none of which any of these things have been used by the characters as mainstay with things nothing so it, it's i think that's what happened but your theory is equally as plausible it is just as possible as that was the case but i think the superman suits and the pre-order outfits which look good by the way are a reaction to the negative feedback not not a uh pre like pre, they, i don't think they plan to do that i think they were like okay mm -hmm. we've got our earn some goodwill back and to be clear i think they did with this trailer i just don't i still just don't think it's enough i don't I, I don't know that they did honestly just based on the voting for youtube which is you know probably the best source for understanding like when people are discontent like it's way better than uh when you actually like see like review bombing because review bombing tends to be a coordinated effort like youtube like and dislikes since they since they removed the dislike feature like to be able to see how much it has mm -hmm. most people don't see like how much the the actual dislikes are anymore mm -hmm. but uh yeah like the two to one ratio on the dislikes that says a lot about the people just not happy with this being what it is mm -hmm. uh, it's got a it's got a long ways to go to prove to the audience that it's going to be a really good game but it'll be interesting to see what they do We've got months of content to come. True, true. And they've got a rollout of free and paid content. So I will eat crow because, I again, for the 400th time, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to play this. I liked Avengers because I got to be an Avenger. Maybe I'll like this one, but um, we'll see. 
Logan, we've got listener questions and Black Friday sales galore. Um, you put some good call outs for Black Friday sales. I was really disappointed with the amount of discount on these games. I was really expecting deeper discounts. And I think it speaks to the industry of kind of where we're at with inflation and the cost of games. I put that out on Twitter. I was like, maybe this is anecdotal, but I was surprised that some of these weren't deeper discounts. And I got a lot of people saying same. And again, anecdotal, my social timelines, but I was surprised it wasn't as cheap in some places. Yeah. Uh, but Black Friday sales are out there. There is a chance to get into some great video games. You put some good ones in our in our uh, kind of show notes. Is there anything you wanted to spotlight as like, yo, I'm getting this? Um, nothing that I'm going to get because I have most of these. Uh, but I do want to let folks know, like, uh, of the games that you may have been holding out for that are not on Game Pass, Diablo 4 is at $53.99 right now. Uh, the Crew Motor Fest is $41.99. Hogwarts Legacy is $41.99. Cyberpunk Bundle is $63.99 that has the expansion. Uh, Dead Island 2, $44.99. Star Wars Jedi Survivors, $41.99. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake Deluxe Editions $48.99. Uh, Mortals of Avium is $34.99. There's a lot of really good deals out there, especially for stuff that you may have been like waiting on that came out earlier this year. So if if you wanted to jump into them and this is enough of a discount, go for it. The longer you wait, the cheaper it'll get. Mm-hmm. That's always going to be the case. But if it's something you've been yearning for, now's a great time to pick up these games because I think these are some of the better deals that you've you, you've been able to get since. Agreed. Agreed. I'm looking at, um, let's see, I'm looking at all of these and I am surprised that like Immortals isn't under 30. Dead Island's not under 30. Uh, I will tell everybody, like one of the games I want to go back to is Crew Motor Fest. I really like that game. That Don't sleep on that one. Um, I'm surprised Diablo is not a deeper discount given that it's got a you know season pass and such but don't don't sleep on diablo they're doing a lot of great stuff with season two but really that core game is amazing um there's a lot of great video games here the diablo one i do want to call out because i didn't put this in the notes the 53.99 that is that is 40 percent off of the 90 dollar version gotcha so that that is one where it's like and the deluxe edition as far as i know comes with uh one of the season pass redeems for the accelerated so that's like 20 levels plus the the premium and mm-hmm. season of the blood's actually a really good one to jump into um mm-hmm. with the quality of life changes that they brought in uh seasons are just going to get better you don't have to redeem it right away i saved mine for the second season instead of the first season so you get a lot of content for the uh for the 90 dollars version though good 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 i i like the black friday sales i plan on at some point Maybe not Black Friday because they were as discounted as I wanted to be. I wanted to get Atlas Fallen and mm. Sonic Superstars. Sonic Superstars is down to fifty with it for the deluxe version, and it's like, yo, come on, man, thirty five percent off versus like fifty. Like that's what I was hoping for. But yeah, but there's a lot of great games still on sale. So I'm curious where we are. I will say there were inc- there are already announced and showcased some incredible bundles for Xbox Series S and X. The X bundles are incredible. You can get a, a game, a bundle for a Series X less than the cost of a Series X with Diablo and Call of Duty. And I think one other a bit different outlets you should chop around. But like the bundles for hardware are baller right now. Yeah, baller. So. Yeah, there's some really good deals on there. I know you can get Sonic Frontiers for twenty four dollars on good game Xbox. 
Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah. The, the, a couple, was it two years ago, you can get a Series S for 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. That was a killer deal. Like that was the time to buy a Series S. I really considered buying a Series S at that point because I was like, it's just so cheap. It's mm-hmm. cheaper than a Switch. Um, and I'm using the mess out of my Series S, by the way, with that new chip. The, the expansion the drive? Yeah, that was it's well worth my Black Friday. Yeah, I just float back up up and downstairs and I just play the games. It's so much fun. That's another one that I think I would have liked to have seen this Black Friday is a, is a better deal on the cards. Because I think a lot of people have the consoles. I think a lot of people want the cards. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Right. Uh, do you want to do some listener questions? Yeah. First question, Always. why did Snoop Dogg quit smoking? Because um, <clears throat> it was for his health. Yeah, right. Why can't Whatever. people just respect that? Because it was the mainstay, not my Snoop Dogg. Uh, let's see. This one goes to Nick Johnson. He's a patron, a recent patron at that. Uh, and he wrote this in on Discord. He said, question for the show. If you could recommend a person any video game that you think everyone should play, no matter their game style, what's your go-to game? Super Mario Ooh. Brothers 3. <laughs> it's a pretty great game. <laughs> pretty easy. I mean, that is my that is my all-time favorite game. Like Is it really? That's cool. Oh yeah, 100%. Dude, I I have Super Mario like the Tanuki Mario is was like one of the few tattoos that I have on oh. my back. Like that is that is like I will forever love Mario 3. I could sit down and play through Mario 3 any day for like 20 minutes and be completely satisfied. Like that'll change my mood like in a, in a snap of the fingers. Um, so yeah, that is a hundred percent like a game that I think everyone should play. Uh, but I also recognize a lot of people not into those types of games anymore. So I'm trying to think of something that everyone that if, if I could recommend any video game, bejeweled, everyone should bejeweled is one of my bejeweled blitz on mobile was one of my favorite games, man. And on Facebook, I used to play that daily. Oh, I love those. Trying to think of a game that everyone should play no matter their play style. What's your go-to game? My answer is Mario Brothers 3 because it appeals to every play style. Like you can play it sweaty, you can play it casual. You can you can traverse a map, you see some brilliant art, it's cool level design, there's secrets if you want it. Yeah. Um, so that's my answer to that question. Um Yeah, that's my answer to that question. I'm trying to think if there's a game rare replay. <laughs> Everything rare. Mario Kart 8. Oh, that's a good answer. That's a good Mario answer. Kart 8. It doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, what you like, what you don't like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Mario Kart 8's like, you that's need like three buttons yeah. for that. that. That's a hell of a game. The fact that yep. that game has gotten like post-launch content the way it has, that it, it, it's, a, it's a Wii U game for, for freaking sake here. Sorry, I'll tell you. It's a Wii U game for sake i mean it's amazing uh that that game has lived as long as it has and they still haven't turned it into a live service game the way that everyone just kind of wants them to just make a mario kart game that's a live service game true 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 true. yeah i would say mario kart 8 i think i think any anyone and everyone should definitely jump into mario kart 8 if you had to pick one the Lord Sir Master Handler Fixer James Suddy asks, do you have or know any holiday gaming tradition that folks do with their family, console, or otherwise? For several years, we've had a rock band tournament during Thanksgiving, and it was epic. I don't, because my family, none of them are gamers except for me, um, which is a big letdown for me. Yeah. Yeah, same. I don't I don't have any 
I have, I have, I have, uh, I have traditions for films like yeah. every holiday wife. And I, I, I just caught my wife watching, uh, Santa Claus without me this morning. She, she oh. was in the living room with all blanketed up and watching. She, she kicked mm-hmm. on Santa Claus and I was like, Mm-mm. I have to go record a podcast now or I can't sit down and watch this, but I really want to. So we usually do that. One of my best memories of all time though, is my parents at Disney world with my brother and I, we played FIFA 98. Like my parents don't game. Mm. My brother and I game sometimes, but like not really. That I never talk crazy. about him. I love my brother so much. I love. I feel. Him so I much. feel like this is. I feel like your brother is like that adjoined twin from, uh, from that Arnold Schwarzenegger Mars movie, um, Total Recall, <laughs> that you just don't talk about and we never see pictures of. No, I keep a picture of my brother on my gaming, like when I every every night when I game, I look at it. We. It's just. I, I love him greatly. He lived with me for a little bit um, as an adult, which I loved. But I, I don't know. Brother, like, like family sometimes struggle to communicate. But I love him tremendously. I miss him very much. That's funny. I yeah, never he lives, hear you talk he about far. it. Yeah, just our schedules, um, different mm-hmm. interests, that kind of thing. Uh, last question. Okay, last question. This one comes from Todd Oxtra, patron, and he wrote in over on Twitter. He says, with remakes and remasters all the rage at PlayStation, uh, quick Luke Luke note here, uh, Last of Us 2 PS5 remaster is official, and it's coming out uh, in February, which is an interesting timeline, smart for PlayStation, Uh, and Nintendo as well. Do you think Xbox will look to any of their old catalog, Crimson Skies, Banjo, to get excitement for potentially new entries in those series? Todd, they darn well should. They darn well should, but I think the problem for them for so long was they lacked content that where they went from the Gears Ultimate Edition because it was quick, right? And then they did Master Chief Collection because it was necessary. Um, then the, they had to answer Xbox has no games narratives. And so that's where their focus has been. They fixed their hardware. They fixed their services. They have now fixed their first party catalog of content. Um by either acquisition or development. And I think you're about to get into some serious goodness from Xbox, but I believe that you will start seeing those remasters remakes uh, start to happen from them. Probably this is a guess buddy, but like late 2024 and on, you'll start getting one here and there, but they had to answer the Xbox has no games narrative. And by acquisition and development, they've got it, man. They have got it. Like they are, cranking on all cylinders now you got quite a few first party titles multi-platform or otherwise um in 2023 a lot of live service stuff is doing very well and now with with, with the content they've got we, we're getting a killer instinct showcase this week on the 22nd that yeah. is going to showcase the 4k remaster of killer instinct and the potential it has the potential to showcase the future of that franchise and the future of that franchise could be killer instinct proper or it could be a fighter made in that vein with all the Xbox characters. We don't know. And I'm not trying to like overhype what it could be, but to answer that specific aspect, killer instinct is getting that 4k current gen update. It's a 2013 game. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I, I I'm kind of with you. I think the narrative that I've heard from like the leadership over at Xbox is that they're interested in letting teams do what they want to do and make projects that they're invested in. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't think that that entails remakes or remasters. Um, Xbox has smart delivery. A lot of the content that we, that we have now from older generations has been upscaled. 
I think that that team has done amazing work. I think that team could most definitely go back and continue that work. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the investment is there or or if the desire is there, but the preservation aspect of it has been excellent. Uh, so for me, I, I don't think that they have to rely on the remakes and remasters just based on the content delivery system that they've got going right now with Game Pass and bringing new content to that as mm-hmm. opposed to rehashing stuff that's already in that library. Mm-hmm. I do want some some remasters and remakes, and I think that's a good topic for another show, but I do want that to be a thing, mm. even with smart delivery, but I just don't think the focus should be there at the moment. So I don't know what I would want. Yeah. Another time. For yeah. sure. For sure. Well, uh after we'll see well next week we'll be able to talk about that killer instinct. We'll be able to talk about Thanksgiving yeah. and and uh Black Friday and such. But uh I hope that everybody has a fantastic week. Logan, where can they find you on their socials? And so uh, I'm I'm still I'm still over on X and threads at CAPT underscore L O G U N. I'm still in the XCP Discord uh for the patrons who are uh fantastic. Um outside of that, Keelhall still going strong, still doing my thing over there. Uh the new Skull of Siren song Voyage is revitalizing what uh was fun about Sea of Thieves back when like Athena's chests in year one were uh, a, a, a very rare thing um so definitely some fun to be had there um it's an opt-in situation so you don't you're not forced to do it you're not you don't have to if you don't want to but uh, i've seen some really fun stuff in see these as a result and they've done they've done some work they're doing work they're trying to bring in that pve mode that's coming in december and they've got a lot of content that they've put out so far so keep uh keep up to that with see these if you guys are interested or if you have any questions Feel free to let me know. There you go. And guys, you can find me on socials at Insipid Ghost. Uh, keep an eye on XCP's uh, timeline because I'm interviewing the War Tales team on Tuesday morning. That's actually my birthday, fun fact. Um, and then I'll have that interview out probably on Wednesday because it's a 5.30 a.m. call time for me. Uh, so doing that interview and then my socials will have links to that interview uh, through the course of the week. Uh, but that's what's going on for me. Please consider supporting XCP over at patreon.com slash Xbox expansion pass and have a great, great time gaming. Take care, everybody. Bye.